Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Today we're going to diverge from what we've done in the past for a little bit and what we're going to continue to do in the future, God willing to take an idea and an item and to build an activity or sessions around that and tests around that. Today we're going to diverge and we're going to talk about energy conservation. Have you ever felt tired? Have you ever felt fatigued when being involved in different tasks or different activities or different things throughout the day? Not just if a person has a disability or an illness per se, but just in general. As we go about our days and we have so much to do, do we feel that fatigue? Do we feel that tiredness? And is there anything we could do about it? What could we try to do to try to minimize our fatigue, try to minimize our tiredness, try to maximize our energy level, and maybe try to simplify the work? So energy conservation tries to look at that, and work simplification tries to find a way to simplify the task and to make the work a little easier and to make the task a little less hard and a little less taxing on our body. Uh, different websites I went to to talk about this and to find stuff about this, especially when we talked about an OT school. This website, myotspot.com, gives us the definition and tells us that energy conservation is the way activities are done to minimize muscle fatigue, joint stress, and pain. By using your body efficiently and doing things in a sequential way, you can see and how to save your energy, remain independent, and be less frustrated by whatever ails you in terms of your energy throughout your day. So there are different techniques you could take and you can use them. And again, it's also referred to as work simplification. It's a big area of OT, very much under the purview of an OT, of an occupational therapist here in OT land. And we could figure out a way to redistribute effort or to save energy when doing tests, to complete tests that are most important to a person. And the definition we gave you before was from Duke University, the Department of PT, because they also obviously look at this as well. When it comes to thinking about tasks throughout the day, there are ideas on what to work on and how to structure your day to begin with. You should make sure to pace tasks and take rest breaks throughout the day, especially when a person feels fatigued. You should plan and prioritize the day around completing the most important tasks first, as well as not over-planning your day. Don't schedule yourself to have a hundred things to do in one day. It's just not going to work. It's just going to be too much to do in one day. Make sure we're going to modify or simplify difficult tasks. If we can figure out a way to chop down the difficulty of the task, we're going to try to do that. Maybe it's possible to delegate tasks to family members, friends, or caregivers, whether it's hired or volunteer. Maybe we could figure out ways to use adaptive equipment during especially ADLs, activities of daily living, such as when you're getting dressed, you want to use a sock aid, or you want to use a button hook, or you want to use a zipper hook, or you want to use the pants, the situation, the pants hook as well. There are different things to do that you can make sure to help yourself during the ADLs. A lot of times if you do activities in the seated position, especially to have chairs in every living area of the house or the apartment, it's easier to do tasks and to take breaks. You know, I had a presentation yesterday as an OT presenting to many paraprofessionals, and when I was standing, it was much more tiring than I was able to sit at the table. And when I was able to sit at the table, I felt like I was able to get through the sessions to get through the presentations much easier. Because when you sit, it takes up less energy. And it's easier to go about the day and to go about your tasks. And make sure to use pursed lip breathing as well when you're involved in different activities, different tasks, because that will allow you to get through the day easier and it will allow you to help out. A lot of conditions need this kind of a thing where you need to have work simplification, where you need to have task modification, and you need to have energy conservation, especially ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. It's called it. 
um, a myotrophic lateral sclerosis where the myelin sheaths of the neurons are broken down and energy is very hard to come by. Also multiple sclerosis which has flare-ups and remissions also has energy that's hard to come by. COPD when it's difficult to breathe, the chronic obstructive pulmonary disease as well as congestive heart failure and the respiratory disease as well, CRF. These are all different conditions that are especially important to try to think of how to, ha how to use energy conservation ideas. When it comes down to that, we also have to look at everyday activities and how to figure out how to make sure we have more energy efficient ways to do this, especially in work and especially in leisure. If you're supposed to have leisure, you're supposed to have play, but it ends up that it's not enjoyable, it ends up that it's not fun, it's not going to really be play, it's not going to be leisure. If you're in pain, if you're tired and you're way too energy depleted to read a book and to enjoy it, then you're not going to be fully participating in your day, especially in a leisure way. And as an OT in one of the areas of our practice, especially leisure and play, we're not going to be happy with that. We want to help you figure out how to figure out how to fix that. We want to make sure we can help you feel less tired. So we've got to find more efficient ways to carry out a test to preserve your levels. Use that adaptive equipment. Adapt your home and work environment. We've talked about that on a different podcast. When using less energy, we've got to set realistic and achievable goals. So the main principles of energy conservation that I saw around the internet are very interesting ones. There are four different things to think about. There's the prioritizing, there's the plan, there's the pacing, and then there's the posture. You have to make sure to keep up with these four principles. When it comes to energy conservation, first again is prioritize plan, pace, and posture. So prioritize it. Make sure you know which activities are most important to you. Are friends or family able to offer support? Then you got to plan. Become aware of when and why you have less energy to carry out the tasks. And make sure you have an energy diary to write down throughout the course of the week and even the day what takes most energy and what do you do. Balance exercise with rest. Make sure you have physical tolerance. Consider how much energy is needed for each task. Organize your home and work area so items are used most frequently are close to hand. Eat well-balanced diet and avoid heavy meals. Excess weight, alcohol, or smoking can make fatigue worse. Got to pace things out. Try to create a balance between rest and activity and try to rest following a meal. Try to take regular breaks during your daily activities. Again, with the diary, try to use a diary to pace activities throughout the day or the week. Try to adopt a regular routine and get a good night's sleep. We can never overemphasize how important it is to get a good night's sleep. For posture, maintain an upright and symmetrical posture. Sit rather than stand. Rest on a perching stool where possible. Sit in a supportive chair with a high back. Avoid excess twisting and bending. These ideas, these comments, besides so the research we found from around, comes from uhs.nhs.uk a wonderful website and we're going to continue this concept in the future. We just wanted to give some ideas today in terms of energy conservation. You should also know when it comes to breathing, make sure to relax your shoulders and allow the rise and fall of your breath to come in and out. Exhale during strenuous part of activity. Avoid unnecessary activities. Maybe use a dressing gown after showering, for example, instead of having to get dressed. And make sure you could even, even use the bathroom, such as if you're home and you need to relax, just use that. And don't be afraid to ask for assistance when necessary. Some jobs are too hard. Asking for help does not mean you are dependent. And always make sure to relax. So this has been Energy Conservation Part 1. We're going to continue in the future. Join us next time as we continue with this wonderful topic, which hopefully could help people. Here on OT Talk with Mr. T, questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Mr. T.